Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello there guys, what is going on? Daniel Charles back here again for another show. Felt appropriate ahead of Sunday's game to get an opposition point of view and that comes from the Man City expert. That is Stephen from Esteemed Company. I'm sure a lot of you know the Esteemed Company YouTube channel. It's been going for a very long time. Very successful. And as well, Stephen has appeared regularly on the Overlap Debate Show with other fans, uh, other fan creators. So I'm sure you'll recognize his face from there. And we have a really interesting conversation. We speak about Mateo Kovacic since leaving Chelsea, how he started at Man City, and of course, Cole Palmer. His potential, what he's done at Chelsea, how kind of gutted some City fans are, including Stephen, that he he did leave over the summer and of course a tactical battle ahead of Sunday's game Pochettino versus Pep. Hope you enjoyed the conversation please do give this video a like if you're listening on the podcast feed please do give us a positive written review but let's get into the conversation right now to preview Sunday's game Chelsea versus Man City. So thank you so much Stephen for coming on the show. We have kind of two players to speak about in this discussion one that you got over the summer from Chelsea and one that we got from Man City. Uh, let's start yes. with the one that Man City got, Mateo Kovacic. How are you finding Kova so far at the Etihad? Um, sort of mixed bag so far, actually. He started wonderfully, um, genuinely. I, I, City fans were purring because he just fit like an absolute glove alongside Rodri. Genuinely really, really impressive. Um, uh, obviously, not quite Gundogan's level, but in terms of like, obviously, technically excellent, keeps the ball really well, moves in really nicely, just get past the player. And for 30 million, we're like, yeah, it looks really good. Um, he had a bit of a knock. Um, then he didn't quite, ever since he's come back, he's not quite found that form again. Um, though his last couple of games have been okay. Um, but so far, for the price that we paid for him, he looks like a, he looks like a good player, you know? Um, obviously, Gundogan was literally one of the best in the world when he left Manchester City. So it's, it's a long way to go to, to get to that level. But so far, um, he looks like a good, a good signing. Not a great signing so far, but a good one. But having said that, 
it's a Manchester City midfielder. Guardiola takes a bit of time. So uh, I've been encouraged for what I've seen, but if not blown away. I know, obviously, there was a lot of stuff around that Arsenal game where he probably should have been sent off. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. That was ridiculous. You know, it's... Um, it's int- I've never been his biggest fan. I've understood his quality, but I, it's... I think the reaction, maybe you saw it over the summer that Chelsea fans were kind of quite happy to let him go. Um, and I guess for City, he's a very technically competent midfielder who isn't going to be relied upon, I don't think, as kind of one of the biggest players at the club compared to when he was at Chelsea, yeah. when he was a regular starter. Is is that kind of what you're looking at as a fan? It's like, well, for the price, for the role he's probably going to play, it's not no, the end not of the really. world. No, I, the way that it's a very simple way of looking at it for me is if Pep Guardiola thinks he can do it, then he probably can. You know, I know that sounds really reductive, but there's an element of you just got to sort of trust the best coach in the world, probably ever, to judge a midfielder. And if Pep sees something there, um, I've seen it so many times where I see a player come in and uh, Rodri, for example, like City fans were jokingly, like a lot of City fans, not myself included, were calling him like Plodri after his first season because like he just looked slow and cumbersome and everyone was like, all oh, right, we bought this player for 60 odd million. And he's not going to be good enough to replace Fernandinho. And people were saying that after his first season. Look, I'm not seeing Kovacic will reach those levels. But the point I'm saying is that Pep sees things in players. And now Rodri's probably potentially the best player in the world right now. The, the form he's got. It's ridiculous. And so the way I see it um, is like I don't think what, uh, Kovacic is coming just to be a good squad player. He might end up being that because that's what he is right now. But I do think, you know, that... Pep will improve him. I just believe that. Um, I, I don't think there's anyone like him improving midfielders, and um, I'm sure in time he'll, you know, um, I'm not sure that would be a great goal scorer or anything like that, but he'll he'll smooth out those little rough edges. And look, Fernandinho joined Manchester City at 28 before Guardiola was there under Pellegrini. And in his 30s, he became one of the best in the world in his position. And he was very good before, and um, that might not happen. But there's no way that Kovacic, after a few years with Guardiola, won't be better. He will be. So that's how I'm feeling about it. So it's not a case of, oh yeah, he's a squad player. It's actually, to me, it's, well, Pet wanted him. So you could be really good. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Cover, I think that it's always been that final part of his game that, as you say, maybe Pep can, can add to it because... He's always been very good within the middle third of the pitch. It's once he gets from a creative point of view to the final third in terms of his ability maybe to get a shot away at goal or probably more importantly for Man City is creating a chance or playing that killer pass. And and very rarely did we see him operate. But I, I'm not going to, obviously, you'd be silly to argue against Pep. And in terms of his ability to improve players, you're absolutely right there. Um, and the s- system and the culture at City is obviously so successful that it's probably going to improve most players, even if they aren't playing every single week. Um, do you suspect he'll, even though he's had some injury problems recently, do you suspect he'll he'll play on Sunday? Uh, with Stones out, I think probably, yeah. Um, it makes a lot of sense as well. He knows a lot. I just don't, don't, don't know how much he knows much about these Chelsea players because it's changed so much. But in general, he knows a lot about Chelsea. You know, um, it makes a lot of sense. Uh yeah, it's, he's been the one out of Nunes and himself, you know, that Guardiola sort of trusted a bit more. Um, 
I think he'll probably play. It could be Bernardo plays midfield though instead. It could be like plays Bernardo central. Actually, maybe he won't play. Maybe it'll be Bernardo and Rodri um, with Alvarez ahead of them, Foden on the right and one of the wingers on the left. So he's got a good chance with Stones out, but it's not guaranteed. I'd somebody say it's kind of like 50-50 at the moment. So Cole Palmer, um, I believe if I remember rightly, your reaction to that late transfer was was one of disappointment and... Guess from my point, yeah. I mean, it's it's it was interesting at the time because I'd obviously known about Cole Palmer. I'd seen his potential. He clearly was someone that you know had a lot of talent, but it was it was a little bit confusing for me when we signed him because it was like, well, we we're buying another wide player here. Is he going to get lost in the mix at Chelsea? But I mean, where we sit right now, he is one of the most integral players for Mauricio Pochettino. I guess the the first question is your general feeling on him departing from Man City? Was it a mistake? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, mistakes, are, it depends who you're asking, really. As a fan, yeah, maybe for Man City. Will it make, well, we, we lost Cancelo last season with the treble, you know. Like, with all due respect to Cole Palmer, he's not on the level Cancelo was with Cancelo. Let, you know, the point is I'm making is, like, he might, a mistake implies something will go wrong. we got Doku and he's become ridiculous. So, maybe not for Manchester City, but... In some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Like my reaction was one of a, a fan, basically. And I've been watching Cole Palmer for many years, like many years. And I remember the first time I saw him for the under 18s and uh, tall, elegant. The way he was kind of sort of glyph- gliding around the pitch, reminded me a little bit of the time of Nasri or someone like that. Just elegant, technical, you know. Just can, the ball just kind of sticks to him. And I've always been really excited for him. And obviously, like he's a, a local lad as well. So I've always felt like he was ready to just sort of kind of burst you know, um, break through, sorry, into the first team. And it felt like every time he had a, like, a kind of step forward and scored a goal or whatever, um, he did something special. He got like an injury or, or didn't play for another 20 games just because he was young and rotation. He never really grabbed uh, grabbed that chance. And then last season, he was playing on the left a lot for Guardiola. I was like, he's not a left winger. He's, he's a many things, but not a left winger. And he was underwhelming a little bit. And some fans were sort of saying he's not good enough doing that classic thing where they judge a player based on, on someone entirely different to who they are. And finally, it felt like, you know, like Mares had moved on. Cole Palmer, he's, when he plays on the right, he's just a mini Mares. When he, you know, well, he's quite tall, to be fair. But like, he's just like very like a young Mares. And I thought, he's going to get his chance here. And then, of course, he, he scored that wonder goal against Arsenal in the Community Shield. And he's, he got man the match in the Super Cup, scoring that as well. I'm like, this is it. It's going to happen. And then we just let him go. And apparently, it's because he sort of, you don't demand first team football to Guardiola. You just don't do it. And he's like, well, you go then, mate, if you want to. And, and he called his bluff and he sold him. Um, but for me as a fan, I'm, I just, I don't know, it means more when the local lads break through. And, and I, think, I think I was upset because I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for years. And I know I know he has the talent. I, the thing is, it's weird. I don't want to sound patronising because I'm on a Chelsea channel, but I think even yourself would admit like the City's level right now is much higher than Chelsea's, you know? And like and Arsenal saw it last season, like a good Manchester City player could become a great Arsenal player. I mean, Zinchenko and Jesus, you know, turned him into title challenges. And I think, I mean this with great respect, but Cole Palmer, he isn't as good as Phil Foden and he isn't as good as all these, it's a lot of City stackers right now, but he's still a very good player and he's become one of Chelsea's best players right now. And that's the frustration for me is like, I know that he can only get better. And he's, he's, he's one, you know, he's one of the best players for one of the biggest teams in the league, you know, and he's one of ours. He should be with us still. And I think it's as simple as that because, that I just felt very passionately about that. I, I do think it's important to have these people with this connection. And I do think it's important 
to the, for the academy to show the, this route through. And look, we've got Foden, we've got Rico Lewis, and people like that. But Cole is good enough, and every now and then you see a player who is good enough, and they're rare. They really are rare, and I knew he was, and I still know he is. And to see him leave to Chelsea, it felt for me like a kick in the teeth as a fan. There is a, definitely that level point you make is is absolutely relevant with Cole Palmer. And I think Chelsea fans quickly realised it when he made his first start against Brighton in the Cup. You know, he was he was a standout player that night. He sets up the winner for Jackson. There are another few passes. I've sort of broken it down on my channel. Even the passes that haven't really <coughs> led to something, he just yeah. is an impactful player. And, and to be honest, because the it's been so low from like a productive point of view for Chelsea's attack for quite a while. I mean, I always felt that to, to kind of be seen by Chelsea fans as a really good attacker. You didn't have to do tons. It's not to say and try and demean what Cole Palmer <laughs> has done because he's a very talented player, but like the, the, you weren't competing against like Eden Hazard at this, you know, in, in this current moment at Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea. to kind of improve. Yeah. But he's he's already proved to be, you know, effective from the penalty spot. He's, he's scored free from the penalty spot for Chelsea. But in terms of in possession, what, one of the things that surprised me about him is his ability more central, like even if he is starting out wide on the right, he is, and we're playing kind of this 4-3-3 at the moment, he is kind of coming central. Is You know, is that something that is maybe disappointing to you is the fact that he could have maybe played that role more for City because he is uh, doing um, it for Pochettino? Well, we didn't need him to, I guess, because we have the greatest probably ever <laughs> playing in the Premier League. He can play there, you know, De Bruyne. So we're fine with that way. Foden can play there as well. and But he, he can do it. And I, I knew he could do it as well because... Um, well, Pep played him there before. He's played him as a false nine before, but only, only the odd game here and there. But um, I am surprised he's been given that role immediately at Chelsea. And fair play, he's definitely taken it. You know, I've seen all the comps and so on. And he looks like he's having a cracking time there. Um, I still think he's just as effective on the right as well. And that to me is where I feel like he does a lot of his best work. But um, yeah, I mean, in terms of like, I don't, it would have been nice to have that option. I, I feel, and I mean this once again with great respect, I feel like the, the, the role as a creative player for City these days compared to what Chelsea are right now, like the, the low blocks that City play against is ridiculous. You know, like, like every, City, it, it's it's quite it's a little bit harder sometimes to create chances for Man City than other teams because everyone just it's everyone behind the ball, everyone's behind the ball. And I've watched a few Chelsea games that hasn't been the case for this season for Chelsea. It will be eventually, but it hasn't been. You know, they've been they've been it's a little bit more open than the typical City game. So I do think it might be a little bit easier this second to be. Maybe not for the reasons that maybe the quality is not around him, but it might be a little bit easier to play centrally um, for Chelsea uh, than it is for City because of the expectation and so on. But at the same time, like the passes that he's playing, the quality, you know, they're, they're really nice. And he's got that gifted little kind of, he's got that little, this is, sounds like hyperbole, but I don't mean this level, but that little curled left foot pass over the top. Messi does it a lot. You know, you know that one. He do, he, he seems to like doing that little pass. And um, that's just obviously just of such a high quality um, that comes from having that, that technique that he's got. And um, I do want to see how he develops more. I, I'd be very curious to see how he deals with that. If Chelsea reach the level that you want to be again, you know, how he copes playing centrally, you know, in a, in a top four class, he'd be playing... You know, like we'll see how he plays against City when he plays there at the weekend. It'll be interesting to see because Rodri and so on are a different kettle of fish to some of these other sides, you know. And it'll be very interesting to see because I do think he has the talent um, to do it. It's just obviously he's young still. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think that's that's the quote there about Messi. But I, he he does remind me a little bit. He, well, I think some people you know have I mean, sort of passing by the way, just just the passes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, he. I think a lot of people have sort of brought this up that he's kind of what we wanted Kai Havertz to be, in the sense yeah. of of kind of being that floating player that can offer acceleration, that can you know offer a. a at times play as a centre forward, but also just, I mean, you said earlier, like try and simplify it. Like he's just effective. He's just an effective player. He makes mm-hmm. things happen on the pitch in different ways. And, Balls, and that's, yes, passes, chances, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that's what makes him uh, so good and hopefully more to come. Final thing to just ask you here is, um, I guess just your, your feelings ahead of the game and what you think is going to kind of be the big tactical battles. Um, yeah, I'm not as, anxious about it as we would have been in other years just because I don't think Chelsea are fully there yet but then again you have the quality and I do suspect Cole Palmer's going to score again assist because that's how life works in football um, it's, if, if John Stones hadn't just been ruled out for injury I'd be a lot more confident because I think he's truly world class and he's so important to the way that we play tactically you know, that sort of kind of like you know centre back stroke quasi eight thing that he does which is ridiculous you know like he's so important for us alongside Rodri and that does leave a sort of hole in the city side um having said that you know I I, I do fancy our chances I just do I, I feel like we should city should be winning this and I mean that with the greatest respect once again but I, I watched this the Spurs Chelsea game I don't think you came out of that much credit you know even with against nine men like I don't think you played that well and and you weren't that great against Brentford, you know. Okay, good point against Arsenal, um, but I don't know. I, I, but then again, you're at home, so we'll we'll see. Like that's a good you know, midfield you've got there, Renzo Fernandez, Caicedo. Of course, that's obviously where it, like Cole Palmer, Fernandez, Caicedo is a good midfield. If City win the midfield battle, we've, you know we'll have Rodri, Bernardo, probably Alvarez, then we'll be fine. Um, I don't. You defensively, what's you what have you been like defensively this season? I'm not really paying much uh, attention to your defensive record. Pretty, de- I'd, I'd say pretty decent. Um, yeah. He's kind of really settled on a defence. And to be fair, he's only just got Reese James back, but he's playing Levi Colwell at left back. Axel oh, Dezassi yeah. has come in alongside Thiago Silva. We aren't shipping loads of goals and we aren't conceding a lot of opportunities. So from a defensive point of view, I think most Chelsea fans are actually quite happy with what we've, what we've seen so far. It's been that kind of classic attacking yeah. issue that has been more frustrating. Yeah, I don't. Uh, even though he's got a hat trick the other week, I don't, the other day, I don't think Nico Jackson played particularly well that day. Bless him. So it was one of the most underwhelming hat tricks. But he's not. He seems like a talent as opposed to you know a star at the moment. And but you got Sterling and Palmer, you know the two ex City lads, and I just don't like that in football. <laughs> I don't like narratives, you know, like because it, I would not be surprised if they both score. You know, I just wouldn't be because that's football. What it does. I do back my team because I think we're in decent form right now. Um, I think we're a little bit more together than Chelsea are right now. Um, and usually this side does step up in a big game. And with Rodri playing, you know, Bernardo Silva in great form, probably some of his best form, Phil Foden flying at the moment. Blessed and with Doku or Grealish because they're both, they're both in form once again. Haaland, will not be 11 goals, 11 games. People arguing about his form, but it's kind of silly. So I think we'll be, I, I, I've got to back my team, but I suspect... It'll, it'll, it won't be like a. I don't think it'll be comfortable for City, but I think it'll be close. Yeah, I think most would go for City. And to be fair, you know, with che- where Chelsea are, 
the fragility and also the quality of city it's hard to it's hard to argue uh thank you so much Stephen, for for coming on the show uh just a chance for you now to to shout where people can uh find your work your great work for regarding city online cheers man uh it's my youtube channel esteemed company company of a k pun on Vinny company i believe you also you got you a website and on the other socials as well yeah, yeah, stevecompany.com and my I, Twitter is just Stephen McInerney. So I say where I spout nonsense about football every single day. So yeah, no worries. Uh, all the links will be in the description box below. Thank you for watching and listening. You can follow me across the socials at Son of Chelsea, and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Sports Social Podcast Network.